Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. You are listening to Cause Collective Radio. It's a program designed to highlight the great work done to see how our members better serve our community. Please visit the website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, I'd love to have you sign up for the free community newsletter. Just click the button on the top right of the homepage. And uh, I am your host today. My name is Laura Uridil, and I work at Leadership Lincoln. We are a proud Cause Collective member. Uh, Teresa Harms-Coder, who is the Executive Director at Clinic with a Heart, another awesome Cause Collective member. So welcome so much, Teresa. We appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about um, Clinic with a Heart. I feel like people may have heard of it. I've heard of it, but maybe that's just because I uh, work in the nonprofit sector. Uh, but for some of our KZUM listeners who don't know a whole lot about what is Clinic with a Heart, um, can you help us understand it a little bit better? Yeah, and you know, we're getting ready to be 20 and I'm still surprised how many people don't know about us, but we are a free healthcare clinic. And healthcare is one of those things you don't really wanna think about till you need to think about it. So I think mm -hmm. that's why we don't stay in people's brainwaves a little better than we do, but um, we have about 400 volunteers that come to the clinic to serve on mission teams. Um, those teams provide mental health, vision, and hearing services to patients. Um, and we try to break down as many barriers as possible to healthcare. Healthcare is hard, um, so we try to make it not as hard. So we don't require people to show ID when they come. We don't require them to prove their income. If we have the capacity to serve, then we're here to serve. I feel like I have uh, entered a phase of life where I'm becoming more of a healthcare consumer than I was previously when I was maybe a little bit younger and healthier. So uh, I totally understand. It is hard to understand where to go and what to bring and um, what to expect and uh, what's going to happen at all these different appointments. So I can appreciate that with some personal perspective now. <laughs> um, and then imagine having a language barrier or an income barrier or a mm -hmm. schedule barrier too. Sure. I mean, there's just so much our patients deal with. Sure. So you mentioned um, mission teams. Can you talk to us a little bit more about how uh, Clinic with a Heart got started? Yeah. So there was a group of volunteers from St. Mark's United Methodist Church that were going on a mission trip to Reynosa, Mexico. And they go on that trip every year. That's a, He is our founder. On the way back, they talked about what a significant experience it is serving in mission together without all the bureaucracy that healthcare sometimes brings with it. So, so you're, your purpose is right. It's not about making money, but it's about healing. So. Mm -hmm. Um, they said, you know, in our own backyard, there's a need for free health care. And that was kind of the, the seed. And today there's seven churches, a temple, two hospitals, and three te teaching institutions that have mission teams that come to serve at the clinic. Wow. So can you, how does that work? How does it work with um, uh, volunteers providing health care? I mean, are they all, are they all doctors? <laughs> how, how does, how do you, um, how does that work? <laughs> Well, no, not everybody's a doctor, so, but if you see a doctor, they are a doctor in their field and in good standing, um, and we do, we do check on that. But about half our volunteers have some kind of a healthcare license, and half are 
non-clinical, like I'm a non-clinical person, so I can help people with paperwork because there's still paperwork. <laughs> um, I can help people with paperwork. I can help them navigate around the clinic and get water and those kinds of things. So we do um, have a lot of people helping us from a lot of things. That's a, it's kind of um, awesome to think about our community having that many folks who from all those different institutions and hospitals and churches and uh, colleges who are all volunteering to provide this to meet this need in the in our community yeah and actually at our peak we were at 700 volunteers but the pandemic kind of chopped that down a little bit sure sure i can understand that so um what is different about the clinic in the past couple years with the pandemic and i mean i'm assuming there's still people who need health care and you said you guys are going on your 20th uh year so you're obviously still doing it how 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 have you figured out a way to adapt yeah i think like uh so many organizations all those things you thought would be nice to do all of a sudden <clears throat> you could just do them all of a sudden yeah so we switched from being a walk-in clinic to 2421-2924 to make an appointment. Um, we make appointments the week of services. So we don't schedule out weeks in advance. It's mm -hmm. the week of services. That's quite intentional why we do that. A lot of the people that come to Clinic with a Heart work jobs where they don't get schedules in advance. Mm -hmm. so sure. It's impossible to schedule out. So we don't want to close doors that way. So scheduling is a huge thing. Another thing we do is um, all the paperwork, the health history paperwork we ask patients to complete is available online. So patients can do it themselves at home, but we also have televolunteers. So we have volunteers who will call the patient and fill out the paperwork with them over the phone. So even though we're leaning heavily on technology now, we don't want to make that be another barrier for patients. you don't have a computer or you don't feel comfortable with, you with those kinds of things. Um, we also added telemedicine. So mm. um, I think people are becoming familiar with that, but they're the providers on one side of the screen and the patients on another side of the screen. So it's you know usually home to office in our mm. case. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So um, you mentioned earlier that you provide medical care, dental care, chiropractic care. You listed a whole bunch of things. Um, what are you hearing from your um, patients about if they could find those services anywhere else? I mean, I guess my question is, is, is uh, what kind of audience are you serving and, and uh, what's the need in our community for a free healthcare clinic? Yeah, you know, it surprises people to find out there's 1,400 free clinics in the United States. So, Free healthcare is not unique in Lincoln, Nebraska. And unfortunately, in the US, there is a need. We see, as an entity, we see millions of patients every year, all the free clinics in the United States. Mm -hmm. So, generally, the people we're serving are people who are living in poverty. Um, they may even have some insurance, but they're what's called underinsured. So, you have insurance, but you can't afford your copay and you can't afford your deductible. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a middle class person. I know my deductible six thousand dollars. That's that's a bite if and I don't have insurance until I pay that first six thousand dollars. So mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm like many people, I try not to be a consumer of healthcare, or if I do, I want to do it all at once. <laughs> I want to get my money's worth. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, just thinking about my own savings account, like I don't have, I don't know that I have $6,000 just sitting there, you know, waiting to be spent on a healthcare procedure. So exactly. that's a lot. Yeah. So um, you also mentioned other kinds of barriers with scheduling and also um, language barriers. Can you talk a little bit about um, who some of your patients are when it comes to like the demographics of folks? Are they all younger and underinsured or older and underinsured or what, yeah, what do you guys see? Most our patients are between the ages of 19 to 64. So kind of sandwiched in between having Medicaid, which mm. for kids is sure. fairly easy to get, and then Medicare for older adults. So if you're my age, our age, it's, <laughs> and you don't have insurance, it's really much harder to get help. Now there is Medicaid expansion, so that has helped a significant number of people, but it's still, you have to qualify, and a lot of people simply don't, um, don't qualify. And then also last year, there were 33 different languages that our patients spoke. So, um, wow, that's that's amazing. We count on volunteers to help with many of those languages. Uh, Spanish is the number one. So about 17% of our patients spoke Spanish. Um, but right now we're seeing people from the Ukraine and people from Afghanistan. So we don't have volunteers to speak those languages. So we rely on, on paid interpreters. So sometimes that's a language line and you pay by the minute, so yikes. Um, it gets very expensive, but that's how you break down barriers is you communicate with people. Sure. So let's talk about how people can connect with y'all because you you mentioned up to 700 volunteers. You mentioned all these patients and um, all of their particular needs when they come into the clinic. How can uh, how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to get involved? So let's let's hear that phone number one more time and, and maybe a website as well. <laughs> yeah, and actually our website is is usually a really good jumping off point. So it's clinicwithaheart.org. So one giant word, clinicwithaheart.org. You can see the schedule of services on there. So if you hit the get help button, it'll just detail what day the chiropractor's there, what day the dentist is there. So if a patient wants to know or a person wants to know, when can I come for this service? That'll tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. um, then it also has a um, volunteer button. So if you, someone wants to volunteer, you click on that and there's an online volunteer application. So you can fill that out. And our director of volunteers gets right in touch with people once she gets an application. So the website is a great jumping off point. If someone's listening and they say, oh, I need an appointment, then you call us Monday through Thursday at 402-421-2924 after 2 p.m. An unfortunate reality is um, we have to keep our phones on voicemail for the mornings so we can do other work because our phones ring constantly. We get about 2000 calls a month and there's usually, right now there's two people in the office. So um, they're, they're, I wouldn't be able to do one other thing unless <laughs> we had phones on voicemail. Sure. Can you give us that phone number one more time? There was a little bit of distortion. So I wanna make sure that everyone has that phone number for patients if they're interested. Yeah, 402. 421-2924. Awesome. Thank you. 
So um, we talked a little bit about how some things have changed since the pandemic. You guys are doing some telehealth. You're doing appointment only. Um, I've also heard through the grapevine that maybe you're doing some, um, we're going to take the health to you and doing it on site or doing some mobile clinics or street outreach or something like that. What, what, uh, yeah. What's that? You know, there's been a few patients in the last few years that I've seen really, really struggle to, to get to a clinic, to be at a clinic around a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, primarily people who are homeless um, mm -hmm. and unsheltered homeless. So this a volunteer, Joel, um, who used to be actually a staff member at Clinic with the Heart, and he went on and got a graduate degree and became a nurse practitioner. Um, that silly man called and said, you know, I can't volunteer during a regular clinic. Do you have something I can do during the day? And, um, oh, yeah, do I have something you can do during the day? <laughs> so, um, we started partnering with Matt Talbot Kitchen and Outreach. Mm -hmm. They go out weekly to do street outreach. So we go out with them once a month. Joel does, goes out with them once a month and does street medicine. So he's got a backpack on with basic first aid kinds of supplies, mm -hmm. like prescriptions. Um, and he can also call in and make an appointment for someone here if it's something a little heavier than he can do mm -hmm. out on a sidewalk. Um, so it, we're, we're going meeting people really where they are. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's been wonderful to have Joel get on board and he's actually recruited two additional providers. So hmm. we'll get out there more and more too. Wow. That's interesting. And with how hot it's been recently, I'm wondering if some of uh, the things he's seeing right now is a lot of dehydration. I don't know what all is going on with folks outside these days. I know it'd be tough. Today's going to be a tough one. Yeah. So, um, what else is keeping y'all busy in the summer months? Uh, I think that you have been doing some stuff serving um, young people in the summer. So when they're outside of school, what what kinds of um, outreach are you doing to the teens? <laughs> yeah, well, or to, to kids who need school physicals. Um, we always do, well, we'll do school physicals during any of our regular clinics, but we do a couple of special school physical clinics each summer just uh, we're more efficient when we do it that way it's kind of like an assembly line here's the ice cream and mm -hmm. the different services um, so July 9th which is Saturday is our first school physical clinic and then August 13th is our second school physical clinic again on our website clinicwithaheart.org under get help if you click on school physicals there people can actually click on a link and schedule their own appointment so um, we don't do that for our regular clinics but for those you can schedule your own appointment online or you can call and we'll we'll do it for you so again don't let that be a barrier that <laughs> computers in between you and healthcare. Um, so we, we're very, very cognizant of that so I don't have kids. Why are um, school physicals something that uh, people have a hard time accessing? What are those for? Sure, yeah, we did a, a survey of the people coming to our school physical clinic a few years ago to see why are people coming to a free clinic instead, if they have Medicaid, why aren't they going to their doctor? Mm -hmm. And actually most of the people we saw 
were new to the community, had not established with a provider yet, and had pending Medicaid. So they were kind of in that rock and a hard place spot. Mm -hmm. um, they'll qualify for Medicaid, but they don't have it yet, but they need a school physical in order to start school. So you can't start school, at least on paper, you can't start school until a school physical. Um, so the nurses are helping them to, to find a way to get a school physical clinic done. Hmm. I know, for example, I peeked at the schedule. We do have a lot of students coming who are from the Ukraine and from Afghanistan. So, I mean, these are new immigrants and refugees who think of all they're trying to deal with. So hmm. school physical, I mean, this will at least be one thing to give them some relief to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll usually do a couple hundred school physicals during the summer. So our, our mean age of our patient goes way down in the summertime <laughs> and then shoots right back up as soon as school starts. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to think about as someone having to flee their country and try and learn a new language and find a place to live. And I mean, school should be like, hopefully, in an ideal world, like the stability point, right? But if you can't access school because you don't have the physical, it's just a lot of X's and O's you got to get in the right order before you can find right. stability. That's awesome. I love that you all are doing that. So um, let's do that website one more time. If anyone uh, knows any kids out there who are looking for a school physical before fall, which it's July, it's hot, it seems bonkers to be talking about fall, but uh, it's going to come here pretty soon, sooner than any of us think. So uh, where can people find y'all if they're interested in school physicals? Yeah, and the good news is we're in a nice air-conditioned building. So um, <laughs> clinicwithaheart.org, and it's clinic with a heart. Um, so get help and school physicals is a way to sign up. There's also printable flyers with information or call us at 402-421-2924. And there's a, you know, a good chance I'll talk to you because I answer the phones at two o'clock too. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's talk to you. Um, let's talk about you a little bit, if that's all right. How did you come to be the executive director at Clinic with Heart? You mentioned you're not a clinical provider, so I'm assuming you didn't come through that path. But what brought you to this work? Yeah, um, yeah, I actually have a degree in marketing um, and focused on market research. So kind of nerd-like tendencies. Um, <laughs> As you probably know, Laura, because you've known me several years. So I do um, love researchers. <laughs> input is one of my Gallup strengths, so I, I like having data. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Data is everything. But I uh, I worked the bulk of my career working at Saney's and at Madonna in an administrative role and then sure. marketing role. Then I went to work for an insurance company for seven years, and you know, really got to thinking about how I missed having the focus of my work be mission. Mm -hmm. I so I was really praying about that. Um, a friend of mine one day said, I hear Clinic with a Heart is looking for an executive director and I had never heard of Clinic with a Heart. So that that told me a little bit of the story. So she, she um, mentioned that I went to an event at church. I sat down um, next to a, a gentleman and it turns out he was the founder of Clinic with a huh. Heart. So, you know, sometimes you feel like you maybe really yeah, are. <laughs> yeah, this is not just a coincidence. So uh, um, one thing led to another, and a couple months later, I started as executive director. And that was about 14 years ago. Oh, wow. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. I love that story that you sat down next to the founder. Yeah, there was certainly a, in my opinion, maybe a fate or greater greater forces kind of uh, aligning those stars for you. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, sometimes I have to be kind of hit on the head with a hammer to get things. <laughs> like, All right, I got it. <laughs> That's funny. I got it. I got it. So um, what is your role as the executive director? I mean, you said you uh, answer the phones and work on the website. I'm assuming you're a jack of all trades, but um, with with an organization that is so volunteer driven, 700 volunteers, that's that's a lot of folks who are coming in and out the door. I'm assuming just managing some of that comes back on your, your plate. Yeah, you know, it's it, when you have a small staff like we do, uh, I get to do all kinds of things, which is great. The parking lot to um, block off space for the Lincoln Fresh food truck that's coming here in a little bit. Um, you know, not a lot of executive directors get to do that. Classy um, role, classy role in the heat today. But hey, it's what, what's what needed to be done today, right? <laughs> what needed to be done. Usually a volunteer helps with that, but he, he wasn't able to today. Um, but making sure that we're keeping our head above water in terms of staffing, volunteers, um, funding. So we're always looking for donations, which you can also make a donation at clinicwithaheart.org, donate button. So I right. didn't want to get by without saying that. Um, and, and making sure that uh, we're focused on quality improvement. So this year we actually got the gold seal of quality from the National Association of Free and Charitable Clinics. Um, and that's a big focus of our staff is we don't ever want someone to say we're just a free clinic. We mm-hmm. want to be a place of pride for the people we serve too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, what else um, do you want to brag on about uh, Clinic with Heart? I mean, you, let's talk about other gold seals that you've gotten. What other what other things are are y'all doing right? <laughs> you know, I think any organization, any nonprofit that has a lot of volunteers has. Mm-hmm positive energy because I mean why do we volunteer I know Laura you you volunteer so you know the heart of a volunteer but my whole job is about taking people's positive energy and harnessing it towards mm-hmm. your mission the, the greater good, the mission of clinic with a heart serving sure. people with hospitality dignity and grace so I mean I think the the blessing is and I wish people could see it but um the amazing community that forms when volunteers arrive and patients arrive and staff arrive. Every night I get to see this amazing community form and unfold in beautiful, beautiful ways. So I have probably one of the most positive jobs around, I think, uh, (laughs) the bird's eye view. I mean, it's in the last few years been one of the hardest jobs I could imagine too, but I think everybody could say that too. Yeah. Yeah, we all have change fatigue right now. <laughs> I have not heard that phrase, but I a hundred percent understand what you mean. <laughs> change <laughs> fatigue. Yep, <laughs> I have that definitely. <laughs> all right. Well, we are getting we're running out of time here, Teresa. So I just want to make sure, and um, I know that I've asked you multiple times, but I want to make sure and get that website and that phone number out there one more time. And if uh, any of our listeners want to connect with y'all and also just a reminder that you don't have to work, you don't have to have medical expertise to uh, be a volunteer. 
you can put out the traffic cones if uh, if that's what uh, Clinical Heart needs. So if, if any uh, volunteers or patients are looking to connect with y'all, what how do they do that? And if you're fluent in two languages, let me know. Mm. So, <laughs> website is clinicwithaheart.org and our phone number is 402-421-2924, Monday through Thursday after two o'clock. That's awesome. And I, we've just spent 25 minutes talking to each other about the good work that's going on at Clinic with the Heart and um, with those clinics uh, five days a week. But in the last uh, minute that we have, is there any final takeaways that you want? If, if any of our listeners just, um, just popped their radio over to KZUM just right now and they're catching the last bit of this Cause Collective radio show, what do you want our community to know about the 20 years that Clinic with the Heart has been serving in Lincoln? Well, I want our community to know that we have served uh, thousands and thousands of people, that people have a need. Um, and then if you're sitting at home and you have a healthcare need and you didn't know how to address it, start, give us a call, um, begin, begin the journey towards health if you can. That's amazing. Thank you, Teresa. We sure appreciate you joining us on Cause Collective Radio today. Thank you, Laura. All right, take care. Okay, my friends, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks so much for joining me on Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD, Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to a podcast or if you want to share this show with anyone who uh, wasn't able to hear it today, www.causecollectivelincoln.org. And just one last reminder, while you're at uh, the causecollectivelincoln.org website, Give us a, a sign, an opt-in for our free community newsletter if you want to learn more about the amazing work that nonprofits are doing in our community. And tune in next week for another edition of Cost Collective Radio and keep listening to KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. Take care, everybody.